very good evening to you, or good day, or good night, wherever you are in the, world, in the world. We'd like to welcome you to the Salvation Show. I'm Paddy Mack. I'm Laura Lucchese. Sean McEnany. You're all very welcome. And uh, just to like to let you all know what it's about, it's a, it's a show we just talk about anything, just that comes into our heads and we discuss it and have a bit of fun on it. But I want to, first of all, we want to start off, Cuevna Candles. <gasps> Indeed. We have, you can see them here in front of us, Cuevna Candles is our sponsor. But we have to tell you, we took three homeless last week and uh, I tried it. I tried one in the hall. Lovely. And it was actually that beautiful smell that it actually went upstairs, done the toilet and three bedrooms. Lovely. It, oh, it was beautiful. No matter where you were in the house, you can smell so it. So it's a strong, aromatic, it's a, it's a pungent candle. Yes, and it's from Louth. But you so, know what? Sorry, you don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to light it to get the aroma from it. That's oh, I know. You know. And so it's got I a know, crackly one. So it's got the yeah. wooden thing, so it sounds like a crackly yeah. fire. But listen, Laura is uh, the proprietor of Cuevna Candles. And check them out. It's cuevacandles.com. And uh, we have a breakdown of the different candles. We, we had Louth. Yeah, which, which is like bergamot and musky. So kark is wood, sage, and and sea salt. Sea salt. Wood, sage, and sea salt, and kark. And then Donegal, it's water, uh, mouth watering vanilla pods entwined with soft, powdery hints of creamy cocoa. Yeah, well, just to let people know is that every candle has a county. And every county has its own scent. It has its own scent. Yeah. And it, it's. Uh, For man, it's citrusy. Galway is rich, uh, lush Galway lavender. Lovely. Amongst other it's stuff. It's a great, great thing for having you sleep. Um, it is indeed. Lavender. And Kerry is musk and sandalwood. And Kildare, sheer lily and white rose. Oh. Beautiful. It sounds yeah. lovely. It sounds lovely. But I'd love to know Laura's inspiration. Yes, mm. I'd love to find out. In fact, it'd be nice to invite Laura in here some evening. There was one here from, from Armagh. Armagh, go on you. Heartwarming blend of spicy cinnamon, <gasps> apples with hints of nutmeg. Vanilla and sugar paste. Well, that's nice. Antrim. Juicy oranges from Antrim. No, hey, so, so much. That's the, Mandarins and tenderines. That's the, that's the colours of the Antrim. There we, see, now you see that? A little bit of knowledge now. You see, see that? It's, it's a gamma. I'm not. Early. Now, just to let you know where you can get us if you like to watch us, it's. Where are us on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Google. Podcast, Google Podcasts, and we're also available to watch on YouTube. As I say, we just sit here and we talk. Absolutely. Loads. And should you have an hour or so to wind away the hours or your medication is kicking in or yeah. kicking off? Oh, we took hours early. <laughs> just join in. <laughs> and uh, it's harmless uh, banter, we hope. Nothing too precious. Nothing too precious. No, nothing, nothing too controversial. No. I see uh, Peter Nielsen. Peter Nielsen got on about when we were talking with Thin Lizzy about the yeah. Athens Club in 1970. And then where else in 70 And then uh, he said he played in the Adelphi on the 15th and 18th of July, 1972. Oh, wonderful stuff. It's fa fabulous. I think that was just before Whiskey in the Jar. Yeah, and if, if you look, if you listen to Whiskey in the Jar, there's no bass in it. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, because Phil Innes did, couldn't play the bass at the time. If you watch Tabula Pops, he's playing guitar. And did he not have a bassist? No, 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 really. It was Eric Bell, Downey, and Phil Innes. So he was just, you can hear the, the guitar going. And then, the, well, they say the talk is the brush heels showed him a few chords on the bass. We've had a few topics that was taken from, from last week's show as well. 
And one of them is Paddy's cat dying. Ah. Uh, what did you call it? Larry. Larry. The only reason why the kids, the grandkids couldn't name it. And I fed it. And I said, look at him, he's as happy as Larry now. And it just... Oh, that makes sense. And unfortunately, uh, it had an accident, was hit with a car. Hmm. And um, my grandkids... Quite Yeah, my grandkids uh, surprised me the other night with a, a, a kitten. And I, I thought it was lovely. Shiting everywhere. <laughs> and what are you going to call that uh, kitten? We're going to call it Elsa. It's a female. Okay. So you watched a wee bit of uh, um, Frozen. that film. Well, no, is it? Is it? Yeah. What did we see the other way? Discuss it slightly. Like, we Born free was there was the That's because yeah. it was a cat. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a it's a female. It's black and white. It's a Dundalk cat. Fair enough. <laughs> and is uh, that a cheaper license then? And uh, no, the license is not cheaper. Uh, yeah. But why do you have to get a license <laughs> for black and white? Be cheaper the colour one. <laughs> There's one here also I, I about thank Paddy. You. About uh, sorry, but the Iranian man who lived in Paris Airport for 18 years dies. Mehran Karmi Nasseri inspired Steven Spielberg's film The Terminal in 2004, starring Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't remember Catherine Zeta-Jones. How was she I, I can't remember that. I don't remember. Was that one fella living in an airport. Okay, it was a big airport. Walk around the place, she yeah. was probably the girl behind the car. He must be driving with Ryan Hill. Yeah. <laughs> there for 18 but, uh, years. Why? Why? Why did he? Did he go to the airport? Asylum. I think, it, I think it was no. I think it was asylum. He was seeking. Um, he had no. He was nationalist or something. Mm. It was some sort of political um, political reason, mm. and he was asylum seeking. And then once he stayed in, I think was it Charles de Gaulle? Was it? Yeah. Mm. Paris Airport. Well, yeah, I think oh, it was, yeah. was Charles de Gaulle. Once he could stay there, it is. I don't know. I don't know what the round. I don't know what the sort of the makeup of of the particular criteria, but he stayed there. And stay there for eighteen years. Incredible, isn't it? It is eighteen years. My goodness, yeah. man. Huh? I know some people who are getting flights. Nearly there, eighteen years. Indeed. Yeah. But uh, Lord of mercy on his soul. Indeed. No indication of his age. No. No, it didn't say. No. Our next topic, and I have to. I was there. I seen it. I shook the man's hand today, and I said, "Well done to you." Martin Miguel. Oh, and team. The wonderful team. Such a magical, magical night at Frostable. Mm. It was unbelievable. Over 8,000 people there. Absolutely. And you know something? I, I passed it the next day. You wouldn't think there was anything on there no, at all. Brilliant. The I tried to throw through this great night. The town's just looking lovely. Mm. It's beautiful. Seriously. And... Uh, Fair play, the, the Orange Band played and the dance kids, or not the dance kids, the Funky Feet, they were on as well. Brilliant, great atmosphere. And then, of course, the parade. The, par- the parade was unbelievable. Uh, I, I can't think of who, Mandy and Mark, I think they're called, they, they do it. But I believe they're, they're English, but they're after opening a place in Derry. All right, okay. So, so are they like a sort of modern day mockness? Yeah. Oh, excellent stuff. But uh, fantastic, a great atmosphere. Uh, the 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 big part was the countdown to uh, Amy Broadhurst putting oh, the, the star in oh, the lovely. Do you know what it reminded me of? Uh, did any of you watch uh, the Polar Express? No. Can yes. No. Yeah. Is that uh, and is this a seance we're doing? No. <laughs> but, uh, is there anybody yeah. there? But <laughs> no, the, no, 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 no. At the end of it, 
when the <coughs> when the Punner Express reaches Santa's Land or whatever it's called in Arpo. Lapland. Yeah, that is it. I don't know. But when they're going to see it, there's a massive tree, just like the one up at the square, and there's thousands of elves around it. And when she put the, the star on the top of the tree, it just lit up. And it looked like that when you mm. turned around. Come here, talking about stars. Thank and you. Elves. You want to talk about me? No. Yeah. Elves, wicked fairies. <laughs> I read recently that there's a lot of people complaining, not so much here, but in England, in Britain, about people putting fairy doors on woodland trees for the kids because it might damage the trees. Huh. Because there are nails used or some, or some glue and they're worried about the toxins affecting the wildlife. And some of them using plastic doors hmm. and are afraid that, that the hedgehogs or whatever. Well, yes, whatever. yes. Yeah. So I was just wondering, how do you feel about that? Well, I'm, I'm into saving the tree. Fair enough, yeah. But uh, it, I, I think some of them, some of them just have small nails in them. Yeah. There's ones out in Stevenstown. But uh, that's what I was thinking. You yeah. see, locally. Yeah, lovely. We have oh, you're walking around. And it's just great uh, for kids. It, it's it's magical to kids. Yeah. You know? Well, I know that. I know for a fact that uh, anything just hammered into the bark, it, it damages the bark of the tree. Yeah. But I've also seen trees grow into benches. Do you know what I mean? That they're very resilient. Yeah, they're brilliant. Mm. They're gonna, but uh, on, I know and that's... Matches. <laughs> and matches. But yeah, and then we're coming close to Christmas, of course. It's oh. getting just around the corner. It's just around the corner. So it's... what memories, what what abiding memories do you have of Christmas? You, I mentioned, mean, you mentioned something earlier on there about you might spend Christmas over in your... Uh, might spend in Italy. In Italy, some yeah. Stage soon. Yeah, might do and that. you were talking about the first thing you would bring across. Well, you see, in Italy, there's no turkey and ham. So what what it really is is a fish dish on Christmas Eve. That's the big meal. And then, of course, there's food. There's always food in Italy. And then uh, Christmas Day, the usual bit of fare. Well, not, not the usual fare, but a meal and a celebration, what have you. But they still they have now Baba Natale, uh, Santa Claus. But before that, and they still have her, was Bafana, a good witch. And she and the kids in Italy still get their presents on the on the the epiphany the fifth isn't it mm. the fifth, yeah. the fifth sixth, when Christ sixth. the sixth mm. when Christ got his gifts from the Magi mm. that's we Christmas we Christmas well, and yeah. them on the women's Christmas on, yeah. so uh, so it's slightly different but one thing I will if we do get over there'll be a few of us going over I'm going to take a McCormick's fry you couldn't have taken that mm. for oh. the Christmas morning so when you wake up put white button red button yeah tripe no there's person. nothing as nice. As a good fry up on Christmas morning. You see, unlike the Americans, the Italians and Europeans, a lot of them don't do back bacon. Yeah. They do like belly bacon. Yeah. yeah. Like streaky bacon. Yeah. So uh so that's that's what I'm gonna do for Christmas. Yeah. McCormick's fry with fried pudding. Oh will you stop. <laughs> now that would that be May Mucky's pudding? We may mock his pudding, anybody's pudding really, yeah. but May is exceptional. But yeah, so that's what we're thinking of doing. That's but that's you know. But an abiding memory of Christmas. What do you have? Uh, well, you mentioned McCormick's Friday, right? Yeah. The part I remember of growing up in, in, in Fatima on Christmas morning, my father would always go to early mass on Christmas morning. He'd walk over to the church in Fatima and we'd be just, when he'd be mass and nearly over, he we'd get up and we'd get our presents and stuff and he would come in then. No, he wouldn't. 
we would, when we come back from mass, he was at early mass. When we come back from mass, the later mass, he would have all the fry ready. So when you walk, when you open the door, your death was there. Yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. So it was just a magical time. Lovely. And the night before the fire was burning and the lino was out. And the lino was out. The old cloud. The old cloud. And yourself, Patrick. Oh, well, well last week we, we didn't have a turkey. We always, uh, always had an octopus every every Christmas. It wasn't no. <laughs> it wasn't as nice as Are you sure? But no, it was, it was a leg for everybody. No, it wasn't as nice as turkey, but we all got a leg. <laughs> no. Oh my god. No, uh, it was the same I think it's the same everywhere. There was there was a fry there. There was always a smell of McCormick's fry every Christmas yeah. morning. I mean up the street. Everybody yeah. had it. But I, I remember in Sea Town. Way back when, coming back from Mass or going to Mass, depending on what time you went, just uh, Sunday fries. Every yeah. house was fried. Yeah. And, some sort. and I know it was against the law at the time, a Friday in the evening. For the tea, there was a fry. But really? It was a really? fast day. Won't say Remember? nothing. I won't say nothing. Yeah. Why do you not like fish, Paddy? No, I, I don't like but fish. But also, bread, like fish, it. and white sauce on a Friday. It's better yeah. throughout the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Everybody be having red fish and white sauce. You remember the guy who said, no, "What about the year? You remember black pudding year? and white pudding? Yeah, sausages and wraps." <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. No, it was fishing a Friday. That yeah, but it. do you remember your man going around and he, he always shouted something? What did he shout? Who? The fish man. The fishmonger? I don't know, what would he be shouting? Uh, he always yeah. said, Heron, Heron's, Heron's alive. alive and her eyes wide, wide open. Are you serious? <laughs> and what did it sound like? Go for it. Oh, well, I died. He used to mumble it, you know. You, like the newspaper guys. Yeah. Mary Harold. Yeah. Mary Harold. But uh, he came out and all the women would be out with their plates and oh, he get to maybe the newspaper. Yeah. Or newspaper as well. And uh, how long was that going to? Oh, that went on for years. And they'd, they'd say to him, uh, Johnny, whatever his name is, will you got them for me? And he got them, put them Brilliant. on the plate. Now, would he be in a motorized or a car? Oh, just on a flatbed. A flatbed yeah. truck. Flatbed truck. Mm. And all it, there was ice in some of them. And, and I dare to say that his name was Morgan. Yeah. Was he Morgan? Yeah. Was he one of the Morgans? Yes. Yeah. That's how he started off. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the meat man coming around with the, the big long lad. Non pasteurized. No, just having me boobies. No. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the, the, the jug that he had. You remember it was a big long spurt and there was always a. Conjur. 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 And he poured it in. And that was it. And then a lot of people, that, some of the kids wouldn't know about it nowadays when the milk was at the door and the, the cream. Oh, yeah. You know, and the and frozen. And the boards. But when it was frozen, it popped up through the silver top. Yeah. 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 When they came in bottles. Did yeah. we have a milk floating in the dog? I can't remember. Was there an electric no, milk floating in the dog? No, no. It, was a, it was a horse and cart. Right. In a van. Colin Farley was... Dundalk, Dundalk Dairies. Yeah. There was a fellow, and another uh, gentleman who was under delivering milk was Paddy Flynn. He was from just this side of the border. Okay. He would come in with his brother in, in Round Fatima. And But wasn't there... A dairy? Duffy's dairy. Wasn't there on Gray's Lane or something like that? No. I can't remember. That, was it Gray's? That, Gray's Duffy's and Dairies. On Gray's Lane? No, it was... Where's Gray's Lane? At uh, Jude Rogers. Mm. Was that Gray's oh. Lane? But anybody who has oh, any information, anybody who has any information yeah. to clarify these but things. Oh, absolutely. If you're, if you're standing you know. at the square at yeah. the Christmas tree and looking back at Panama, 
Yeah. Over here in the corner. Oh, the way they snooker. That was on Dark Derry. Yeah. 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 That was the old, and the snooker hall was above it. And that was Manstie's foundry in the 19th century. And I think it was Manstie or somebody of that foundry that formed Dundalk in Maryland. Really? He set up a foundry yeah. in Maryland as a depot into Baltimore and called it Dundalk after the town. There you go. Very interesting, Alvaro. Thank you very and, much. And a lot of people were giving out about, about well, I don't know if you remember, the market house is described. That was knocked when? 66? Yeah. See, it wouldn't have happened now. No, it wouldn't. Because it wouldn't have happened now. But there was a sign always at the front door. You had the front door of it, and there was always a square sign, a white one. What did it say? And you're very welcome to the vapor room. <laughs> no, what did it say? Every scales. I did have the depot there. Yeah, the depot I did have the depot there. Oh. No. The reason I remember that, there was a carnival up from it. We say up near where oh, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the carnival was there, yeah. And You'd be eating the jaws of young and up against the wall. You say, oh, that's what everybody Do you remember the swinging boards there, Paddy? The swinging chairs? I do, yes. Do you remember the swinging boards? I remember board? the whole lot. Without that forward, they only yeah. hit yeah. the wheels. Yeah. <laughs> but do you remember um, the, the chairplanes? Yes, they do. Chairplanes. Yeah. Yeah. And maraids, the maraids communion and dress shop. Remember yes, that every time? Yeah. And the story was the chairplanes was going around that fast. A young fellow I loved him. And he was dressed like a community dress with the ambulance game. <laughs> he hit the window that fast. He was wearing a veil. <laughs> and talk about fries. There was a shop there, Duffy's Butchers. Yes. Just a, they were the wee Beside shop. McArdle's. Yeah, the wee shops up front. Yeah. and uh, Which started off as stalls. There are some photographs, wonderful photographs of the square without trees and just the, that yeah. I think the courthouse has just been built. But 1860, one of the earliest photographs. But it was, that's Nixon's what it, it was a market. You know, is that, that's a, the, oh yeah, yeah, but it is, it still is, still is the market square, yeah. and that comes with certain bylaws and protections. Have, have we got a market day on the dog? Have any particular day, day designated for a market day? Right? The egg, well, the egg, the egg market, the egg market was it was on a Tuesday on Crow Street, and the butter market was somewhere else. These are that's written down And then somewhere. you had the, the turkey market. At there was one. Kelly's monument. I know yeah. there was a guy. There was a guy uh, in Don, in uh, just there at the post office, and he had a camera. And he would take photographs. I know you, you see it in Dublin and not now. Oh, on the street, people walk, yes, yeah. yes. And I remember getting a photograph tucked that day. But to get your photograph taken, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, Very glamorous. There, there, is, there is a photograph of a guy outside the courthouse back in the 1800s. The cutler. Sharpening knives. The cutler is right, yeah. It's brilliant. He used to call that jewellery in our house. <laughs> <on the> phone. <laughs> <laughs> but there was yeah. a lot of things, like even... Going back to Messenger Boys, you were one. I was. I was in a few places. So where did you just start I, off? I started did off. Did you have the bike with the thing in the front? Yeah, the lad in the front. I started off with Frank Frank Morris, bunch of baby beef Bridge Street. When Bridge Street was a two way street, can you imagine? Yeah, and then mm -hmm. there was a sign that say Kinney's Bakery. It says Messenger Boy wanted. And I says, well, that'd be a wee bit better. So I. Why do you think it would be a bit better? Because it was buns. <laughs> Fair enough. So I got, but the only problem with <laughs> was the money the same. Yeah, it would be the same. Yeah. It was, but did you get any? Did you get any free freebies? Oh, you yeah, did. You, you, when you, I mean, officially. Yeah, and yeah. Paul Conley, Paul in Liverpool. Uh, Paul walked in Kenny's. He was a baker. Right. Okay. And uh, we I lived remember, next door to Paddy. And we lived next door, <laughs> Baker Street. But, <laughs> but um, um, 
There was a, with the difference in the bikes was there was a big box. The the post office. Do you see the post office near bikes? Yes. We had the same money for the boxes on the front. I got you, yeah. And was it sitting over the front wheel? How difficult yeah. was that to maneuver? I know it's no matter maneuvering. But in I have images of Granville there from open all hours. Do you remember? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, <laughs> inside was trays where you put the buttons and that. And you traveled from Kinney's in Bridge Street to the Emo, which was belonged to Kinney's. Oh, at the square? Yeah. And you leave the buttons in there. You go around where the credit union, Dundalk Credit Union is. There was a cafe around there. Were you paid by the mile, Pat? No, I was paid. But I'll never forget. I presume you, you must have left buns into Adsies. I did. On, oh, on yeah. Badger's Wall. Yeah. Done the whole lot. Yeah. And. What year was that, buddy? It was Adsies there that time, Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adsies was there. And do you know, you know the side of the Imperial? Yeah. When you had the Pontus going down. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a uh, hoarding around it. Yeah, yeah. There was little houses there. Yes. And I used to go there every Monday. To a man and woman, and collect. Do you remember? Do you know the? Do you know the big jars, or the big tins? You used to have stuff into for shops and that. Mm. And oh I, yes, I do. And yeah. pick up six of those. Sorry, do they make them or clean them? No, the tins were that size. Of what? Around. They were just only tins, but when I would take them out and put them into the big truck, they were full of eggs, cracked <sighs> eggs. Already cracked. Already cracked. Gotcha. And we brought them back. But I'll never forget when Bridge Street turned or turned into a one way street. Right, yeah. They went down 10 foot to build up the road. Right. And of course, coming out of Kinney's was a big lot of stones down the jet Catagadama. And it was on a Friday. And Friday was fresh cream day. <laughs> I know it's coming to once. <laughs> so did your man who was digging the road. <laughs> what happened? It, just the whole front went there. And there was cakes went everywhere. Were you killed? Oh, seagulls, everything came down. Come I'm, I'm, the, oh, they said, you couldn't do that. The morning's back. Yeah. So was that down that far that there was a funeral in St. Nicholas's Church? And it was going passing Kenny's. We were actually didn't bother going down to sell, did yeah. We were actually looking <laughs> down at at the house. You know, but come here. Listen, if they went down six foot, they must have got ten, obviously ten foot. Ten foot. Yeah. They would have come across the market ledge stuff, and of course it wasn't protected. Do you remember only several years ago, maybe twenty years ago, they were doing Castletown Road, the top and equipment, oh, yeah, 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 and the cobble, yeah, cobble, yeah, yeah. and amazing. They were doing. They were digging down ten foot and found a skeleton with a. A lad round his neck, a big medallion. And it says, Hide and go see champion of the 1800s. <laughs> 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 and that was great. Like, I have a story in Bridge Street. Can I tell you a story in Bridge Street? Mary Doyle. Who Mary Doyle? Oh, not Mary. Johnny McGann's wife, Mary. The beautiful Mary Doyle. Crossing Bridge Street one day. And she said this in the house a few months ago. I said, I never, ever thought I'd ever hear somebody saying that. I was nearly killed by Demis Rusus's car. I said, could you repeat that? She said, yeah. Crossing Bridge Street, Demis Rusus's car, I'll presumably going from Belfast, to, mm -hmm. from Dublin to Belfast, nearly knocked her off her feet, given out reams, looked inside, there's Demis in the back. 
<laughs> There's an Orient going to Kenny's. There's a sale of fresh cream. Would you ever, ever, ever think that somebody crossed a yeah. bridge in the dog would have said, I was nearly killed by them? What's the, what's the chances of that? Yeah. Absolutely, huh? Love it. Oh, but, like, there was great, great times in Bridge Street. Great but come here. Sing pubs. Bridge Street. Oh. So from, from, let's say from the Green Church mm. to Bridge Street, that in effect was medieval than dog. Yeah. That's where the town mm. was. Well, they say that St. Nicholas's Church, the Green Church, was a Catholic church. But of course it was. It was yeah, Catholic before the Reformation. Yeah, mm. and before that, Edward, Henry VIII wanted his son. Uh, but, so that was medieval part. So John's Lane, uh, they're even they're even medievally shaped. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you yeah, look man. at them, fascinating stuff. So that's part of old. And I think part of the wall is still there behind Joey, Joey Donnie's corner. There's no, there's no part of the wall yes, behind, yes, and yes, I think that is still yeah, part. That's, that's the, the Dundalk comics there, and, and yeah, that, around there, I think so. And then if you look at St Nicholas's Church, there's two. If you look around, just um, if you're standing there, say the the Baron Bar, we say, yeah, and look over St Nicholas's Catholic Church, yeah, yeah. If you look over at the one of the walls, I think it's near the fence, yeah. you'll see an arrow. Okay, you see the pointing down or pointing up. Well, that's ordnance, isn't it? No, that's for uh, flooding. There's oh. a lot of flooding and they came up to that. That's quite a rise though. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine yourself that, take away all the houses and that was that was medieval and all. The market, the market square was outside yeah. um, the Green Church and where, uh, is there O'Connell's Drapers? Yes. Yeah. Bur- that was the Burgermaster's house. Yeah. And where Boyle's Delft Shop is, the corner there, yeah. of what was uh, Church Lane, which is now York Street. Under there are cells. Yeah. And Oliver Plunkett was held there before yeah. he was taken to Tyburn. Yeah. And where O'Connell's is, there is a, a walkway underneath. I think there was, there was a courthouse there. Well, that, that was a Burgermaster's yeah. house, the size, the size of his house, maybe. The walkway went but listen, anybody who's had any more information, please oh, yes. come in. Some yeah. f- come, sorry, in yeah. come in, sit even with us, or write into us, yeah. or let us know. Even the, uh, the dead cell is still in the town hall. But, but, Yes, there were cells on, on the town hall. Only one because when when fire in forty seven was rebuilt by fifty three, right? The town the mm. town hall, which is now on Town Arts Centre, um, but obviously the sub subterranean was kept as yeah. foundation. Mm. Yeah, but mm. that's fascinating. Mm. But there is there is a there is, but there that, is, but what I can't understand is that we have the most historic uh, historic part of Ireland on the east coast, and yet. Yeah, we don't get. We had the discussion. I mean, when they did the when they did the when they did the east uh, the uh, ancient east, so they did the Atlantic, the wide Atlantic way. When they did the ancient east, the booklet stopped the drawda. Yeah, and we are the most we have the most uh, prehistoric and neolithical sites in in the country yeah. in Louth. Mm. So they're just, we're not even on the weather map. I think we've covered this, so I'm not going to repeat anyway, it. Covered it but anyway. Anyway, there was a lot of singing pubs around here. Yes. Where you had uh, Andy Wiseman's at the bridge, which was called The Cabin after. You had Dixon's. Mont- Frankie Montigues, didn't he have it? Frankie, Frankie yeah. Montigues. Frankie, yeah. You had Dixon's, which was McGuill's, and there was always a piano in it. And there was a photograph. Was that the same end of McGuill and the moves that we said the Green Church? No, it was no, Frank right. McGuill. Okay. He had the, the, the yeah, Undertaker. Undertaker right. as well. But there in, we are. In, the, did, uh, in the pub. Grocery pub undertakers. In Fiji. 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 But in where the piano was, there was always a, a frame photograph of a lady. Who was and, I know. And no, I know. I know. Yeah. Violet Carson. Yeah. 
In a Cause shower. you told me. Yeah. In a shower. Which one, Dixon's or Anders? Dixon's. Dixon's. Yeah. There was Fire all, all was, all was that. And we I, were friends. Why, why was I that? think because she was a friend of the first Mrs. McGuill. Yeah. Now, Fire just getting back to, to, to the prompts, Drada is nearing a city status. Mm. Excellent. I love Drada. So the population now is 45K, 45,000, and at 50K, it's eligible to become a city. Is that it? I thought it I was. Yes. I thought it was a Lord Mayor. Uh, a seat of education at third level, like a university. College. University. College university, thought. And something else. Cathedral. But the, but if you can imagine that Drawda wasn't touched by uh, Lord Clombrassel, uh, Roden, because what Clombrassel did to the dog was he demedified. De yeah, yeah. Medievalized yeah, it. Yes, yes. And built the Navi Bank with the stones from yeah. the keeps. Mm. But Drawda still has a lot of its... Medieval, it was very, very a lot, a lot of which medieval. is lovely. And even though we had mentioned earlier that Cromwell would have sacked it, it will still survive from Lawrence's Great Gate, yeah, right up. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, fair dinkum. But there is a lot of, a lot of uh, you know derelict buildings on the way into Trotter from the from Dundalk side. You know, you're down the you go down the hill there and. Before you go on into the main, are you talking? Are you talking ancient ruins, like ruins, yes, or yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah, abbey's uh, there yeah, that yeah. takes you on to uh, up to St Peter's. Yes, St Peter's. But we, yeah. we were, were we were the biggest provincial town in Ireland because there was more people here. But uh, I see there in uh, reading down that um, where was I reading it? Well, someone read it for me. That the urban area of the oh, dock yeah, is forty k. Yeah, and eighty k in our metropolitan area, right? Yeah. Now the eighth billion. People, this one. In in the Philippines, in the eight billionth person has just been born. Yeah. Eight billion. Well, At the turn of the century, approximately, well, not turn of the century, 1900, there were two billion. That's staggering. How did it... No, child. In fast oh. no, How did it... <laughs> when a boy meets a girl... No, no, no. And they love each other. The whole hand. Wait a minute. The, the whole hand. Billion. <laughs> Who decided that this? Well, it's a population, but I think I'm pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah. Give or take yeah. a billion or two. No, it? no, plus or minus. Take a million. There's only one way to stop all that. Eddie Maguire's. Why Get Eddie? an Eddie Maguire's. Why? Why in the Eddie Maguire's? Why television? You have to have a television because he used to say that when someone said, "Many's in yours, it and just no television." <laughs> I often wonder, right? I live in a house in the valley in the dog. 1903, two up, two down originally on the original build. And families of 10, 12 yeah. were reared in it. Now, and I understood how, how firstly, how did, it, how did they manage, right? And I queried that for many years. How did they manage? And then it, then it dawned on me. Because you're down you, in the shop. Because that had a shop. And only recently it occurred to me, where were they conceived? And when? That's good. How often are you going to have a bag of coal down the back, the back shed? <laughs> Where were these kids conceived if there were 11 others hanging out of you? The back of conception. That was moments. Indeed. <laughs> now they're called senior moments. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but I often wondered. But there was now, going back, like there was, there was a lot, there was one room and eight people sleeping in it. Oh, in the one bed. You know, and some of the, there was that many pissed to bed. There was a rainbow over the morning. <laughs> no, but 
you know, there was a lot of people, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of talking done at night. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there was a lot of singing done in that bedroom. Push it, push it. Look you know, at and that. there was no babysitter. But look at now in the pub, people are on the phones. Yeah. Look at our dinner tables, people are on the phones. Where's the art of communication where you can only communicate? I know people who don't even ring people. I said, ring them, it's quicker, no, I'll text. Yeah. Just ring them and say, you're coming. Just at the answer to the phone, they're alive. Why are you texting for you to wait for them? Anyway, the immediacy of communication has resulted in lack of communication. Yeah. It's incredible. Ooh. It, it, yeah, what did you say? I can't yeah. remember. Ooh. Yeah. We had one funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have a lot of topics here. And let's say, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, we will talk about things. Now, um, there is uh, a lot of comments from for us last week, but uh, Taylor Swift. Not a matter. Uh, the tickets are costing thousands, 48 to 400, yeah. From forty eight to no, forty nine to four hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. For where, when, how? For a concert. Where? Then we sold for 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 twenty two k. But are yes. these concerts in Ireland or in America? In America. Yeah, you see all these ones buy your tickets and then they sell them. But ah, yeah, charging. A lot of people are looking for tickets. What did they say the cost there, Sean? For one ticket, someone bought it. Twenty two grand. Twenty two grand. And yeah. what's the more? What's the, the guy what's, playing the vapor room every Saturday night? Not a word of it. No, I'm saying nothing to no one. No. But I know that we pay one of the. Firstly, I read recently, our IKEA in Ireland we pay seventy percent more than most European countries for IKEA, IKEA because they all presume we're wealthy. And you, you say Irish, they bump it up. We also pay the highest in concert tickets in Europe. Yeah. Well, I can verify that. We actually yeah. do. And we had this conversation with Barbara Streisand, who I'm very fond of. I, really? um, I think it's a great. No, I think it's a great artist. Yeah. Uh, but I remember reading many years ago. The Italian said, "How much are your tickets?" No, no. How much? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't give her the license. Oh, really? She was refused. She was refused because the price of well, I went, I, tickets. I went to see Vaffanculo. How much? <laughs> No, no, no. I went to see Barbara Streisand. You did. Yeah. A delightful feel, I believe, in Kedal. I believe, yes, it was. It was, it was a few years ago. Nice it was 250 euros for the ticket. Each. For one. For one. And when we got there, of a, of a, of a near a Sunday or Saturday evening, I'm not sure, we were ushered into... Now, in fairness, it was... We ushered into a ploughed field. But that was very badly organised. You can't blame Babs for that. No, I can't blame Barbara for it, but I can tell you who I can blame. Anyway, it doesn't matter about that. That's another day. But not realising that uh, this was where Whitehall was in Castletown House. But it was, uh, but not in the field behind us. It was a field, it was a field yeah. surrounding it. And the weather was quite inclement. There was that many people going to the show Planned. on the M on the M, uh, M no the N seven or the M seven. I'm not sure what it was. It was a chocker block, and everybody was just parking their car on the side of the or side of the road and running to get their seats in Castletown House. And there was that many people. Um, there was people who paid five hundred euros for tickets, and the people who paid. A hundred euros for tickets took their seats because there was nobody in them because they were delayed. There was an uproar at Quite rightly, too. It was absolutely horrendous. But look at the memories. On a clear day. Well, I, was, I know I didn't realise that. Vara, I that don't like concerts. I didn't realise that. I was dressed in a three-piece, no, a three-piece, double-breasted. But it was Barbara Streisand. No, never mind her. 
I saw you. But, <laughs> no, but I mean to say, I was dressed all wrong for But coming in Wellingtons and raincoats and hats, and I'm in a three piece suit. I got that wrong. Not alone did I get the money back. You're, you're Berber. Oh. You're Burberry and you're Berber on you, Ron. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It was, I don't. I don't. I don't like. But it was horrendous. It, I was, know. A, it was a horrendous night, and uh, but I must to say we got. I don't like. Uh, did you put it off your phone? By the I no. forgot to put it off. Yeah. Do you want to get it then? I'll just knock it off. Your dinner's ready, Paddy. But I don't like concerts. That is, I don't like too many people. I don't like crowds, and particularly now, I need a toilet. <laughs> so I don't like concerts for that reason. Too many people. Well, I'm going to one in, uh, in a fortnight in Dublin. Where are you going? Tell me now. Celine <coughs> Byrne. In national in the poor guys. You see, but that's that's a presentation in a theatre. Yes, that's not that. You're talking about. Uh, you're talking about a massive concert. No, no, I wouldn't have that. No, no. And I was very few, but the two I was at that I thought was well worth thinking about was Prince, and James Brown's last tour, and it was just wonderful, just to see them live. Mm. But I'd rather not go. I go to theatre, but I I just I couldn't deal with. A big crowd, unless of course there were particular t- t- tickets. We had a box, and I'm, I'm joking. Seriously, oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Because I agree. now, at my age, I'm thinking I'm going to be crushed. No, I need to tile it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand where you're coming from. Do you understand me? Before you sit down, you say, "Well, what well, yeah. the time?" <laughs> it used to be the exits, or the chuck wagon, or the bar. Now it's the jacks. <laughs> Well, I, I have to say, <laughs> seriously, I have to say, I there's a couple of concerts I be you know that I was at. Now the, you wanted, you were at the Eagles for chance. Go away, were you? A couple of times, I missed the Eagles once when they came to Ireland. I was playing at a wedding that day, and the bride, the inconsiderate bastards. Yeah, the, the bride said, <laughs> the bride said, no, we can't shift until next week. But I go, I go. But away. anyway, I missed it. But I arrived at the Eagles on in June, the twenty fourth. I had my ticket that my son got for Christmas, my son and his partner and the grandkids. And I arrived up with my brother, he was on the bus, and his wife, Eamon and Anya. And we parted ways because we got in different gates. Yeah. And I arrived at five o'clock to a barrier on the ground. There was about a good bit away from the stage, but you could see everything. And that was a quarter past five. And I stood there. To never finish a quarter to eleven. You see, um, firstly, that's devotion. It's it's Secondly, devotion. But I, learned, I, but I couldn't. Yeah, I've learned never to take a drink when you're going to stand on a concert. I mean anything. <laughs> because when I was standing there, I met up with a few people from Derry, a few brothers and sisters, we great fun. And one of the girls says, Well, before the start, I'm going to get a drink. Two days later, she was still coming back. <laughs> and I paid, well, my, my son paid for that. It was brilliant. But I did pay 200. I paid 500 euro. For what? For two tickets. To go and see Billy Joel. As a Christmas present from... It's 250. 250 tickets each. Now, I know, I know theatre tickets. I know some, th- not drama, not musical. Some... Theatre tickets can cost a lot of money. They can pay in the West End up to 
maybe 120 oh, quid, yeah. 140 for a fairly good production because you want to see the artist. Mm. But I could never really justify that unless, you know, if, if it's a musical, there's an orchestra to be paid. It's a massive production, massive, opera yeah. or musical. It's much more than a five-part Ibsen or a five-piece Ibsen playing, you know? Obviously, much more much more people involved. I understand that. But I know that Hamilton, when it moved from one theatre to the other, a bigger theatre in Broadway, Scotty, our friend in Houston, uh, Texas, yeah. I mean, these tickets were going up for 700 to $1,100, $1,100. $1, and it's amazing to think that where this production came from, which was a multicultural mm-hmm. cast to break down, you know, stereotypes to make theatre more accessible to all ethnic types yeah. by representing them on stage, had excluded the majority of the ethnic groups who simply were not demographically, fiscally yeah. in the same circles yeah. as they were charging people. The phoniness of it, that really bugged me. Where theatre should be for everyone, should be accessible. Yeah. Now, I understand people have to be paid but that amount of money is disgusting. I think if you if you if you charge less and do more shows, you get more. No, okay, well, okay, fair enough. But I mean, there's a lot of considerations. Obviously, a lot of considerations. You know, set design. The whole thing is a ma- so I remember 30, 28 years ago, twenty seven years ago, being a part of Dundalk Music Society, mm. and the new moon was being staged, and then we were looking at twenty six thousand mm-hmm. pounds. Punt oh, to put on a production because there were big costumes, the 18th century costumes, and uh, the rights themselves. The rights weren't too bad because it was an old enough show. But that was the sort of money you were talking about. You were talking about a 14 yeah. piece orchestra for a week with rehearsals. Can you remember the, who, the, who the tenor was that time? Uh, I think it was Nine McGann. Nine McGann. Was it not? The late Nine McGann and the wonderful late Maura, Maura, uh, Maura uh, Gormley. She married Maura, Maura, Maura McArdle. Do you remember a, a guy called Austin Gaffney? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was. He started in absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. But Mora, Mora was just a phenomenal yeah. talent, and a very, very funny lady. And she had just retired. And and the last time I saw Mora was at Kitty McDermott, another stalwart of Dundalk mm-hmm. stage, who was about one hundred and seventeen when she died. A wonderful, wonderful lady, at her funeral lunch. I took a lift back into town. Mora, I said, "What are you doing? You retired?" She retired fairly young. Very fit woman. She's going to do a bit more golf, but she's going to go back to the singing more and do more productions, mm. get involved again. Didn't make it. Didn't see the year. No. So cruel. Anyway, so I often think of Maura yeah. uh, when I hear The New Moon. Yeah. And when I played on the radio, um, Love Will Come Back to Me. And I'd love if, I'd love to see, can we get a recording of Maura that's a clean recording, not an old video recording, you mm. know? Because you, you can clean them up now. But then again, you know when you go up the town hall, I'll call it the town hall. It's called Antona, the town hall. And you go upstairs to, to the gallery, to the balcony, rather, mm. and the gallery, all the photographs. Yes, yeah. And if you just take your time and read those, yeah, people yeah. have forgotten about who were on stage and over 40 years, mm. who would have started in the 20s. Yeah. Mm. They're a vibrant part of our cultural life. It's, it's great. You know, it's great. And it always done well, so the, the festival, the Look at, drama festival. When you say to anybody now, in their mid twenties, about Dundalk Maytime Fest, they wouldn't have a clue. No, and if you and 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 I, you you can't impress on people how big this was. It was fabulous, and not only how big it was. I'm not even talking parochial terms or national terms. I'm talking how it was viewed worldwide, worldwide by community yeah. mm-hmm. theaters throughout. We had them in South Korea, uh, Japan. Yeah, you know, 
every state of America. Houston. 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 Absolutely. Well, Houston, well, yeah. Scotty came over with the Germans, as in, Scotty came over with Breed McBride, the late, wonderful Breed McBride, who was a, a director, a broadcaster, and an adjudicator uh, for theatre. And she went to Heidelberg in Germany to the American forces, who had this magnificent theatre in their base. And they presented one act plays, and that and Scotty was over doing drama with them. His mum, his late mum Glenda, was teaching the kids in the base in Heidelberg. Had an accent. Scotty went over to see what the crack was, sort of look after. Then was asked to direct productions and stayed with them for several years. And that's how Scotty came over here mm. via Germany. And these connections were made. Mm. Well, there's some wonderful, wonderful. But when memories. you were saying about the war, it, it was a festival that catered for everyone. You know, you had... It started as a Grape and Grain yeah. with Andy McWillings, we mentioned several times, yeah. and, and the Church Street Traders. Yeah. That's where it started, the Grape and Grain, and it expanded from there. And the theatre almost was incidental then back in the 70s. Yeah. With, uh, with uh, Irene Quinn, Mrs. Quinn, yeah. was instrumental in that as well as the local groups. And it was viewed maybe not as favourably as at loan because that's you know yeah but it was viewed but anybody who came here came back there were Americans and Germans the Israeli English theatre came over several times the the, the money took into the town was incredible so you had the sing-along of pubs at one time the pub dramas there were 11 pub dramas in the dark in one year 11 pub dramas then you had your singing pubs you had a lot of photographs of there was treasure hunts. There was games on the it street. Was, like it was, was magnificent. There was the barman, yeah. the barman place, yeah. yeah. which was a bucket full yeah. of blocks or something. Yeah. Run. There was, that would that would have altered through the years. That would have sort of fallen apart. But we remember we didn't have St Patrick's Day parade for years. No. It was a Maytime festival parade, and a lot of money. Then the insurance went mental. Diageo were pulling away. There were there were a lot of factors that conspired against it, <laughs> but then the venue stopped because the pubs no longer needed to put on entertainment no, because yeah. they were full. Yeah. It was the beginning of the Celtic Tiger. Yeah. Well, you know, they were, didn't need as much. So they pulled away. So anybody who wasn't involved with theatre had lost interest, they were disenfranchised. Yeah. And then the last Maytime Festival, everything happened in the town hall. So literally it just closed house. It was sad. But it was sad. But if people... Were, but anyway, we how get, can we revive it? Yeah, we will just start it up again. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, Sean, the last news movie you saw, right? The what? You, the last news movie okay. you saw that you think would be a classic. Will be a classic. Oh, sure, it has to be. To, to, sure, sure, that you think could be a classic. Sure, I think it is a classic now. Uh, classic, but yeah. something new. What is, what is what you say? Shawshank. You took the words out of my mouth, Paddy. No, he didn't. It's written there, Sean. No, no, you, no, you did. You did. You did. You did. You stole my thunder. Shank Redemption. Yeah, I think it was it's definitely one of the best. There are some. There are some movies that are just by the way they're formed, or the way they're shot, are just automatic classics. Have you seen Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks? No, I heard about it, but I didn't. And that's a movie. But then again, you have Tom Hanks. He's in everything. Yep. No, now there is saturation sometimes. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. But Tom Hanks is so different than a lot of the stuff he does. Brilliant. But, but Bridge of Spies is a good but, movie. But he, he does. He changes a lot. In it. Now, and not, not as much now as... Myself and Sean, the Sean Shank Redemption. 
<laughs> but <laughs> it could jump in. Well, it's better than the swift and the shit. But you said that. <laughs> what did I say it for, will you? Oh, the shift of weave. The shift of weave. Yeah. Now, we have to shift. Right. We're on Mastermind. What mm. would be your topic? Uh, my topic would be musical theatre and carry on. I can answer a lot of questions on carry, carry on. on carry on at me. No, carry on theatre. Carry on movies. The genre carry on. I could answer a lot on those. Mm. Uh, equip me so with a lot of information, several books, and all the movies, except for England, Emmanuel, and Columbus. I won't adore myself. <laughs> uh, and the rise of, of, of uh, um, Jared. See, it's gone now. No, I wouldn't do that. Then. I'd do something else. Do something. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd carry so, on. Carry musical on. theater and carry Musical theater, and not contemporary musical theater, but musical theater. But certainly, my topics my, would be carry on movies. Yeah. And uh, Sean, uh, I have a great grand bra for uh, British politics. You know, I, I'm very, very interested in British um, any politics, but British the way they, they do their general election. The mother of parliaments. No, you haven't. <laughs> all that sort of. Yeah, yeah. All the package. All the package. You know. All right. In politics, you would do. Uh, so what were you? From where to when? Disraeli or I, Gladstone no, or not that I would go for maybe from Howell Wilson right up to the very to the very yeah you know I'm interested now it wouldn't be a a hundred percent answer every question but I have a serious serious you know interest interest in in British politics and actually in American politics as well. Well, in fairness, I would know I would know more about American politics than Irish politics, and that's an awful thing to say. Mm. Well, I, I'm not into politics, but if I was at, what would you think my subject would be? I would uh, say music. Paddy Mac? <laughs> <laughs> no, Paddy Mac, you're very welcome. You're very excited. Paddy Mac? Yeah. <laughs> no, your subject would be, it would be history of the guitar or contemporary rock, or if you could be more specific, the Eagles. My mind, that's very sort yeah, of that's, niche. Yeah, no, my, my topic would be Last of the Summer Wine. <laughs> oh, TV, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I would say, yeah. I, yeah. I watch, I still watch it every, but yet, as everyone knows, I, I listen to the Eagles regularly. Someone said to me, if you're nothing else than that, play out of chat. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of comedy, going back to Les Dawson's, the Tommy Cooper, the, uh, even it chased me. Duncan, something. Oh. Although I thought about brilliant. my absolute favourite was Rick Mail. Anarchic. Which, oh. which one? Bottom. Bottom, bottom yeah. Bottom. yeah. So anarchic, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I always love good good comedy, you know, or something like that. Today, I'm not too sure. I did my dissertation university on British comedy. That's why I did my mm. paper. My dissertation was on British comedy. I can't remember what it was now. But I remember ending with a quote from um, from Ken Dodd. And he said, on philosophy and the art of comedy and the true essence of survival is play the Glasgow Empire on a wet Wednesday evening. That's and the advice he got from his father was, after 40, son, don't wear grey flannels. <laughs> don't wear... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Comedy, yeah, absolutely. And, and it, you, I remember when I says, "Hey, 
How do you know when you're getting old? When you brush your teeth with your two hands. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> he was very, he was very funny. funny. He'd go to a can, the, the curtain went up at eight, but there was no guarantee what time it come down. No. He could do a three and a half hour show. Yeah, no problem. People would miss buses and the last mm. trains and yeah. Oh, I, I love that sort of con. Now, there is repeats of uh, Tommy Cooper shows and they're so, so simple, but very funny. It, it depends on when the person walks out on the stage, you know he's going to Tommy be Cooper didn't have to walk on the stage. Tommy Cooper would be in the wings of the Palladium. Yeah. At the, at the leg curtain, at the dress yeah. curtain, and go, who? Yeah, that was it. And what, what's the Palladium hold? Four and a half thousand? Yeah. Would laugh, scream yeah, laugh. absolutely. Now, yeah. that's a career. That's a career. <laughs> you had, <laughs> that's, that's magnificent. Like you had Tommy Cooper, Freddie Starr was just so natural. Unbelievable. Les Dawson was so natural. Now, do you know the beauty of Les Dawson? I always, and I just love him. Do you know his um, his monologues are soliloquies? Mm. And he still has that accent, that northern accent. Mm. But how eloquent. Yeah. And how luxurious his language is. Yeah. I just love it. And such a fantastic. And as I looked up in the stars and I said, the infinity of, the infinity of space and the minutiae of man. Must put a roof in that laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a bang water. But uh, you know? it's such a fantastic musician. I know he played out at a key, but it's harder to play at a key. He took himself key. off to France in his 20s, to Paris, and played piano in bordellos. Mm. Where was he from? Mm. Mm. Where was he from? He's Yorkshire, wasn't he? Yeah, but where? Rochdale. Mm. M m mining industrial mm. took himself off yeah. to Paris and played pianos in Bowley House and, and Bordellos and what he picked up then but just his soliloquies mm. the eloquence but what he did was he didn't do an old coward he did his own accent yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and, and in response to that then there were companies then in the in the 90s who did Shakespeare in colloquial accents like Richard III uh, was was a Yorkshireman, so why would he sound like uh, a rather trained <laughs> Lawrence Olivier? <laughs> now is the winter of discontent. Yeah, they did it in the Yorkshire. Yeah. Now is the winter of discontent, mm. which worked. Yeah, you know. But the other side of that too was he would do what with the one man. What do you call it? Yeah, uh, Barrowcroft. Uh, Roy, Roy Barrowcroft and him. Absolutely, Sissy and Ada. Sissy yeah. and Ada. Sissy and Ada. One was a complete snob, one was completely <laughs> devoid of culture. Did you get to, uh, well, how was Greece? Did you get the Acropolis? Was Dolphins as they arrived? The Acropolis? <laughs> oh, yeah. But wonderful stuff. But when you look at those two, Sissy and Ada, whatever. Yeah, you know, Sissy and Ada. There was always two women like that in your town. Oh, you God, know, yeah. You see it, lots of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, there was someone talking the other night, I think it was Billy Condy. That uh, I would come back in the show. He says that there used to be some women to be sitting there, and then they'd start lip syncing. You know that's what he means. You know. It's... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Norman, no, I can't, I can't think of the comedian's name now from the thirties and forties. An English comedian, Norman. Not Cal Cal Foster. Cal no, no, not Norman Cal He's later. That's where Les Dawson got got this from. So it was women over, you know, chatting with the human working oh, class human. Yeah, yeah. But also, when he does that sort of stuff, as sitting, yeah, 
were the women in the in the mills yes, who no. couldn't hear each other from the machine, yes. but could lips <laughs> lip read if they're exaggerated. Yes. And that's where it came from. Yes. And the same with Hilda Baker. Now, it seems to be that Northern English humour, and we're talking about British yeah. humour particularly here now, was more comical, uh, or le less finessed, let's say, than Southern humour, right? And uh, like Hilda Baker, oh, she knows, you know, remember that? Oh. She had one of them hysterical rectomies. Yeah. <laughs> I used to stand in there. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember a guy on TV uh, in the 60s before color, Freddie Frinton? Oh, yes. Freddie had this, the broken cigarette. Right? Yeah. And the, oh, oh, yes. The keyboard key, no. Yeah, not. Oh, he was. No, that was Freddie Davis. Davis. That was Freddie Davis. Yeah. Freddie Frinton, yes. Freddie yeah, was you know, he, he was he, always he, drunk. Like, yeah, he was, yes. He's a kind of uh, uh, a male. What we were talking about earlier on there. Hilda Baker. Hilda Baker. That type of yeah. wit about them, you know. I, but then, not, not, not forgetting our own Irish comedians. And we didn't have television like the Brits had. No. So we didn't have like the Benny Hills. But our comedians were very much like, I always thought that when one looks at the, the uh, career of Thora Heard, example, you're talking yeah, about yeah, that's yeah, from yeah, my yeah. time Senate. Yeah. Morning Potter. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy O.D. Jimmy O.D. Funny. Uh, um, Cummings. Barry Gums. Yeah. These these comedians that came through. Yeah. Well, we didn't have music hall as such. We would have variety and pattern mm. like the Brits, mm. but not a tradition of music hall concert party. Maybe you know. Mm. There was a lot lot of great Irish comedians. Um, Brendan Grace. Ex excellent. Do you like Brendan Grace? Bottler. Oh. I remember <laughs> back in nineteen seventy four. I was playing with a band called Guys and Dolls. Yeah. And we went to play in Strand Hill and Sligo. And we were all over there and we set up the gear. And we went back to the hotel. We were staying there that night. It's called a stayover. We were going on to Galway up the side the yeah. next night. And I remember Eamon McEvitt coming in with a tape. And we got a tape recorded. It was Brendan Grace. And we just laughed the whole night. Brendan Grace had the same trajectory as Billy Connolly. Yeah. Folk singer to comedian. Yeah. So he started as a folk singer and then would talk to the crowd yeah. and realised he was getting more laughs than when he was getting close yeah. to the music. Yeah. And very similar to Billy Connolly's directory as a folk singer to raconteur to comedian. I was originally a folk singer. Right, so back in the day. so Yeah, well, I was. Uh, I remember people just going to say, oh, folk, he's here again. <laughs> Dresses Mary Hopkins. Wow. <laughs> Would you read out the last uh, uh, prompt there? An Irish photographer. Eight billions. Who? What? 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 Second page. Yeah. yeah. Do you mean there's two pages? Yeah. No, this one that here. one. This one here. Where am I going? Oh, an Irish photographer who sold a photo of a potato in 2016 for one million euro has made. A one, 183,000 tax settlement with the Revenue Commissioner. Kevin Aboshk, whatever his name is, now with an address in New York, made the settlement on foot of an audit case for the undeclaration of income tax. Picture was sold to a European businessman. One million euros for a photo of a spot. It's not even peeled. No. A photo of a spot. But you see, it wasn't a naked photo. It was still in a jacket. But seriously, so what is art? Uh, what is what art? value is art? Uh, because unmade. that's... But what value is art? Because there is no technique in this. Where the likes of Damien Hirst, it takes technique... 
to cut a shark in in half and put it in formaldehyde. It takes effort. Yeah, but mm. if you look, this it, is a photo of a fucking spot. Yeah, it's light. It's whatever. That looks like my head in the shade. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, how is that one million? So the, that's the craft. So but you say no, to yourself, can you justify this price? A diamond cross or diamond cross a skull will be worth so much because obviously the materials yeah, time, and the time. This is a photograph, a potato. So that's a bunkum. A spud. That's bunkum. That's mm-hmm. nonsense. And it's what um, that wonder Banksy did, which was brilliant. Do you remember that piece? Yes, yes. And then the yeah, moment it was yeah. sold in Christie's, yeah, yeah, it was built in yeah. Shredder. That was a wonderful piece of artistic anarchy. Magnificent. But this is nonsense. That's ridiculous. Now, there is ones in many of a gallery, the unmade bed. Now, again, Tracy Emmond. Tracy Emmond. I can get that. I literally get I get that. out of it. No, I get it. What, what do that you was get? assembled, and that was just simply a snapshot. I get that. I say, yeah, okay, I go into gallery space. Because it's not the art that makes it art. It's the space it's viewed in. A play is only a play, is it, once you establish an audience, wherever that may be. But why is it, when years ago, if you didn't make your bed, you wouldn't get your dinner? <laughs> Maybe she didn't, but I understand that. So now, my dinner yeah. and the bed I'm after leaving is worth fucking millions. Yeah. Not that it is. I made bed, Tracy, I and mean, I get it. I absolutely get it. The same way as I get in, um, oh, uh, what do we call it? So, uh, the Hugh Lane Gallery is a mock-up of, um, oh, the memory's going now, the, um, Baker's, uh, oh, Bacon, Bacon, Bacon's Bacon. studio, yeah. who did The Screaming Pope. Now, that in itself now is an art piece, and I can get that. I can understand if I go into a space and I see a pyramid and a bowl and a hanging foot, I say, right, it's trying to tell me something mm. vis-a-vis this mm. is art. Yeah, you're at the, Someone you has put this together and I, some, and I should be in the book. And that well might be, the, it, that might well be the message I get. But this photograph of a spud, nicely shot, it's slightly lunar. And I know it's only, it's only a photocopy, so one can't really see it. It's slightly lunar, it looks, that was one million. Uh, that's just somebody with far too much money. And it's not even a new spud. Would it be a cares bank? That looks like a King Edward. A rooster. Maybe that was it. One your rooster, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, what is art? Yeah, what, the eye of the beholder. Yeah, now, now, now you have it. Be- well, you, but, yeah, eye of the beholder. But art only exists when it's presented. When it's presented. Mm. When it's there. And you go, come and have no, a look. No, I can understand. I see some people get in, you know, with all different colours. And they look at it. And they can see things. All I can see is a splash of colours. So then I haven't got an But who's, who's, who's the artist? Who was the artist? I can't think of the name. It was black. It was a, the black plane. Simply black. It wasn't a particular paint. It wasn't a deep black. It wasn't an extraordinary black. It was a, a clear, a, an edge-to-edge black canvas stretch. Yeah. Not particularly large. Mm. A lot of money was paid for that. Well, was the artist well known? Maybe. I presume he was. So then there's Cashier there. I have one of his pieces. It wasn't science. You're going in Providence. How do you prove that? But ultimately, I could do that. You could do that. You could do that. A chimpanzee could do that. An elephant with a brush could do that. Where's the craft? Where's the art? Where's the the artistry? Where's the craft? There's no weave. There's no... There's there's no craft. Now, you might not understand or appreciate... uh, that wallpaper 
But an effort went into design that to manufacture its flock, it's there's metal through mm. it. A process went into that to create that and say, look at, isn't that lovely? I don't know. I don't know. But I know, but with wallpaper you can cover the whole wall with a black square that costs probably a million. Yeah, it's it's a nonsense. It really offends me when I see when I see Christie's or other houses, auction houses, uh selling these like these pieces of art. Some of them are magnificent. I mean Caravaggio or whatever. For unbelievable amounts of money. And children dying on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, in Britain at the moment, and in Ireland, we're fairly okay compared to a lot of countries. I have to say, yeah, we've massive problems with housing and houses. But there, are, there's a, a child in England that died of an infection from a mold. Mold, yeah, right. Now this is Dickensian. Mm. This is stuff of Victoriana. This is this is the premise of Little Dorrit. Mm. I mean, this is mm. unbelievable mm. in the 21st century, and that. That that is getting larger and larger and larger and larger. The gap and the people falling into it. That's right. Is incredible and it's frightening. It's frightening. When you think of it, there's a guy sitting somewhere with a picture on the wall, worth millions of a yeah. spud. Listen, absolutely. And if he can afford it, he can afford it. And if, if that gets him off, would that it be, gets him would off. Would it be boredom that people buy that? With they've too much uh, money. Narcissism. And if it was bought, a lot of art is bought. A lot of art is bought anonymously, and it is uh, because people just simply want to acquire a status, mm. or maybe to say to somebody, "I paid a million for that photograph of a spot." A spot yeah. Mm. Anyway, who painted it? Was a mockery. You know what I mean? It's a photograph of a spot. <laughs> I know, but you know, you look at jewelry. Look at Fabergé. Look at a Fabergé. Yeah. Look at the money Fabergé makes. Mm. But look at the artistry. Where they developed enamel, machine mm. machining mm. metals, mm. Um, certain cuts of precious gems that Fabergé in Russia developed. Yeah. That's art. And you could justify the material, the wealth, the material wealth of it. This, this I, I can't. I'm going to take a photograph of the Cara. Yeah. I'm going to call it Kevin. I'm going to call, yeah, yeah. Is that, is, that's a character of Maddie. Mm. Is it Kevin the Cara? Time is a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'll call it a study. A study. Oh, a study of my uh, my, my. Did vegetable, you know my vegetable? Will I tell you now? Did you know that originally carrots were purple? Purple. No. And did you know the reason why they are orange? Shall I tell you? You should tell yes, me, please. please. Tell the coronation of King William V, William of Orange, when he took over. Uh, from James II with James's daughter Mary, the session of the Protestant monarchy, and on his coronation to celebrate the House of Orange coming into the Stuart family, they developed an orange carrot to present at the banquet. Uh, how did it develop? You know, I don't know. Horticulture is a more yeah, marvelous you can thing. Do, you can change color and things. Yeah, yeah you, you do. Yeah, yeah. Would you wouldn't mind changing that there? You're wearing me. You leave him alone that beauty for that is. Lovely. I'm I'm getting ready for Christmas. Come here, Toy Story. Toy Story, Toy Show. Toy Show. Well it's on uh, Friday night. Will you be walking uh, it? No. Or for the simple reason is uh, I'm watching the world come. No, I, I, I there's no one I haven't got any kids in the house to watch and I hear sitting there in my pajamas with the late late show on them. But um 
<laughs> that first point we win as well. Yeah, no. But sit down, shut up. No, we've only Watch been afforded one. But uh, it is amazing. It's, it's ama- I will be watching it. Yeah, it's amazing. But for the sheer reason, the effort is being put into it by all concerned. Now, I have to give him one thing. Toberty. He does throw himself he into it. He made it his he own. He does. And he really does. He really does. Now, Gabo, there's no other I'm As far as I'm concerned, there was no, there'd be nobody like Gabo. He was a constant professional. He truly really was. He was, yeah. And he grew up on TV. He started with Granada. Mm. Yeah, Rolling uh, again. Rolling. Yeah, <laughs> Colette. Colette, Rosie was there, folks. Was it? Yeah. So in your day, it was Colette and mine. Anyway, mm. and then we had uh, we had Kenny. No, when didn't didn't Very, do it for me? No, didn't, didn't do it for me. Do. No, absolutely not. Anyway, so and then we have so fair fair day. I don't watch the late late show. I remember late late show we had to watch. I remember. Oh yeah. When Gayborn was was finishing up the last Gay, Gay, Gayborn late mm. late show, we were in Dublin, and we travelled south to Dublin to find a four hour. VHS tape to record it because you couldn't. Yeah, there were two hours and there were three hours. When we knew it was a four-hour yeah, special, yeah, yeah. and then the and we found it. LP, long play. <laughs> but we found the four-hour VHS recording tape in a wee electric shop in Kimmage Crossroads. After searching, set up. And you ran back to the house. No, we were driving. And, got and, the last <laughs> and we literally sat down. Dinner was out of the way, and we taped and watched every second yeah. of Gable's last late late. Every second. Unbelievable, isn't it? Oh, nothing to do with the toy show. It was just a four-hour special. It was when he was leaving. When he was and Bono the, and the boys. And YouTube. Bono and the boys presented with whatever Harry Davis or whatever bike Harry it was. Davidson, yeah. But all the guests. When we had David Niven and Peter Ustinov and Nana Muscuri and Sophia Loren in the Late Late Show, mm. when they were A-listers. Yes. That's when the Late Late Show was at its best. And it was at its best. And now, now you see, you see the same... Have, you see the same so-called personalities every well, second week. But everybody's famous now. Every, but everybody's every, famous But every second week, the same, for the talent. same person. No, no, there's no talent involved. Any, anybody from... and the, the reality shows have a value. They're good television. People enjoy them for whatever reason. And I'm not going to knock it. But to consider them then celebrities worthy of interview or a novel or, novel or a biography is beyond... Delusion. I agree 100%. It's just, I'm not, not, believe me, I'm not knocking these people. Grab it while you can, but don't come and pretend you have a talent. Mm. You're good looking, you're funny, you're interesting for that time of the show, but no. But that immediacy of fame, TikToking, uh, everybody has an opinion, everybody's on Facebook, everybody has an opinion. Podcasting. Podcast, well, yeah, I suppose so. Well, we, we are famous. Aren't we? <laughs> Silence. Yeah. So I thought now we were we we we're, we're sponsored by uh, say the word Quibna candles. Candles. Yeah, not Xanax. Yeah. Or Prozac. Prozac. Or whatever other medication Paddy's taking. But I, uh, yeah. But uh, talking about television. Now there is an awful lot of re- reality TV, and they're great, and some of them great. But I don't. I'm dying with me. Yeah. Phone a bed. Love Island. Do you don't watch them then? No, I don't watch them. No, I don't. I don't watch Love Island like that. And the one thing that I have to tell you, really, really gets me, is Marriage at First Sight, where they meet somebody and they marry them. Mm. Marriage oh. at First Sight. There's one in Australia. Mm. Marriage at First Sight. Now, and that's not protecting the sanctity of marriage and, and that, which is important to a lot of people. I came from marriage equality. Pound in the streets and bang on doors. 
And then these just meet and get married and decoin the whole mm. practice. Mm. And you run over. Thanks very much. Medication, please. Negative attraction. That's your problem. (laughs) You see that negative attraction? I think that's hilarious. I think it's the stupidest. I think it's deadly. It's unbelievable. I think, and it says exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, what what are you into? You came across it by accident, didn't you? We're just going through the channels. We're just going just going through it. I came across it three times. Cut that. We had to go through it. No, but like you have the mass, the mass singer. Then now that's had, entertainment. No, no, you had the mass true talent. The mass dancer. Then you had the mass singer in the jungle. You know, they're running out of ideas. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I understand. I remember watching the first two seasons of Big Brother saying, My God, this is a wonderful experiment on uh psychology. On on humans together. Throw them in like an anthill and see what happens. And it was fascinating. Um the Jungle, same principle. I can't watch it. I don't I watch, can't it. watch it. No. But I can't watch those those Tucker trials. No. No, no, no. Can't be doing that. Would you do a Tucker trial? No, are you kidding? <laughs> Would you not eat a kangaroo's? No, egg? I wouldn't. No, 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 absolutely no. I, and, and that's the very reason why I don't watch it. I'm okay with the bugs and stuff to a certain point. But no. And there is a sort of gladiatorial feel to it. Yeah, and I. You know, you want, to see someone to, you want someone to fail or someone to vomit or someone to yeah. faint or someone to choke in a fucking tarantula. No. Uh, I get naked attraction. I understand that. I love first dates. I love that show. But what is your opinion? What is your opinion on Graham I'm, Norton? You mentioned there. Oh, I love Graham Norton. I, I think, think he's a pretty. I, I think he's one of the old school. I think he. Is, it, it, I think he has look a fantastic back at show. The likes of Parky, Parky, and all of them there. They were just absolutely. I read Michael Parkinson's biography, and it was even the young man mm. uh, on a, as a reporter, uh, as a young kid as a reporter, wonderful. He was approached by Who Do You Think You Are to do a show. And his family was that boring. This is a quote from Death Has Just Stopped Filming. Nothing <laughs> happened. He's <laughs> from Grimsby. We're, we're going to wrap up now, you guys. And yeah. uh, if you want to... Um, Listen, check The out. show is available on iTunes, yeah. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also available on One to Watch on YouTube. Yeah, One to Watch. Now, if... If you would like a topic taken up, we, we are here to have a bit of fun as well. Got a bit serious tonight, but we, we got it across. Well, you know, it, it does pop up. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's spot. It can't be funny all the time, either, yeah. you know. But you have to... Uh, I can't anyway. Queen the Candles, that's them here. Well done, Laura. It's not Laura. beautiful. They are beautiful candles, and they're a smell from each county. Do you know what's a great idea now? Uh, that, that would be... A wonderful present for Be a beautiful Christmas. friends and cousins and family abroad. Yeah. Generally for the diaspora. Do we know what price they are? We'll find out now. They'll come up on your screen as we leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, truly, that would be a great gift yeah. for uh, for any member of the diaspora. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we and in fact, one of the ways we might get Laura in to tell us more about them. Be yeah. nice to have a chat about it. Uh, as I said to you, I got one last week. I lit it in the hall. It done upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It done it just went round the whole aroma around the house. Same as you last Sunday morning, wasn't it? Something similar. <laughs> but that was an accident. It was a it was a black wind. But <laughs> as some yopless says, hey, what colours are fart? I don't know. It's blue. How do you know? Because it's blue from the hole. But <laughs> <laughs> or even a better joke. Well, there, you was, know, there was this fella, he, he had a problem with uh, uh, 
flatulence as they call it. Flatulence, okay. And he had to meet the girlfriend and our family he was invited to Sunday dinner. And he's sitting at the table, of course, he goes, <laughs> and the father says, Rover, come out from underneath there. And your man says, thank God, he thinks the dog. And he goes, <laughs> again, he says, Rover, will you come out from underneath there? And your man's smiling, and he lets a big watery one. <laughs> he says, Rover, come out from underneath there before that gun shites on you. <laughs> <laughs> God, you tried to be nice. <laughs> you tried on that, to be on that, on that note. <laughs> yeah, listen, we are back here very shortly again. But I'll tell you what, we're going to need a quivering a candle after that. <laughs> uh, they are available. Check them out, quivnacandles.com. Thank you, Laura, for the sponsorship. Absolutely. And thank, thank you, Laura. everybody, for tuning in. If there is a topic, I'd say thanks for everyone that sent messages. Can we do this now. Yeah, we <laughs> This is Paddy Murray. Nigga, we pretend we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back here sometime again. And thanks to everyone for uh, sending in your few messages. From oh, us. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but, topics, uh, suggestions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything at all. Anything about Dundalko, if you want us to talk Monitored. about Monitored. If you want us to talk about something that's of interest to you and to a lot of people, we're here just to have a bit of chat. And listen, there is space. Well, if I suck in, there's space for people to come. Yeah. Have, have you have something yeah. to talk about, something to promote? Yeah. Something of local interest or indeed international interest? Get in contact and let's have a look. Come on in and we'll have a bit of crack. And as we say, it's one for everyone in the audience. Well, <laughs> candle, but there's no audience. Lord doesn't here, know that. So we're not going to give any. <laughs> Lord doesn't know that. No. Does it come with that too? Does it come with that? Yeah. But then I won't, I won't light. No, but when you're going to bed at night, it's <gasps> That's a very posh snuffner. Very posh snuffner. Isn't it? Yeah. So shall we sign off? We shall sign off as goodbye from me, Paddy Mac. And goodbye from Sean McEnany. And goodbye from Alvaro Lucchese. Right, do that, do that, do that. <laughs> Fun credits. <laughs> Roll it, Roisin. Now we have the weather. <laughs>